The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. from Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. If you'd like to join in the discussion, email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm or call into the program with your questions. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth and recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and thank you to all of you who are listening today. We're glad that you're listening, and we are uh, loving getting your comments on Facebook and through our email, so thank you for letting us know that you're listening, and thank you for letting us know that uh, Spirit of Recovery is making a difference for you in your recovery. We know that we've got listeners around the world. We've got listeners in the U.S. and Canada. Um, sometimes I know in Ireland, New Zealand, uh, Finland, uh, we're just glad you're on. And uh, thanks for telling your friends about us and letting them know about the spirit of recovery and what it's doing for you in your life. I love being able to broadcast on this topic. It's uh, Unity FM, Unity Online Radio, and it's a great opportunity for us to share these ideas. I always have great guests who have practical ideas to share with us about spirituality and recovery, and uh, we know that these ideas and that just the energy of these guests is helping you to expand your sense of life and sense of joy in recovery. We know that what we share on here gets you thinking, gets you opening up to new possibilities in your recovery and in your spiritual growth. We want you to realize, too, that in addition to listening live with us today, that you can listen to our archive programs that we have. That's on unity.fm that, uh, slash programs slash, slash spirit of recovery. So you can go back and listen anytime to the archive programs. Also, we now, uh, Unity FM, have the capacity for you to listen to programs on your mobile listening device. So you can find that on the computer screen, and you can listen through that arena as well. And it's just great. We're always making progress here at Unity Online Radio. The Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place, and we know that recovery is a large tent. So you are welcome here. Uh, If you're a person that's in recovery from any kind of an addiction, if you're a family member that's in your own recovery as a family member, or you're the 
uh, family member or friend of somebody that has the disease of addiction, whether they're in recovery or not, you are welcome here. Or if you're just curious about recovery and just want to learn a little bit more about it, uh, we are glad you're listening and welcome your comments and your participation in our discussions. You can email us during the program at uh, spiritofrecovery at unity.fm, and we do get those comments and questions during the program. Or you can give us a call. And you can call us at 888-558-6489 in the second and third segments of our program, and we'd be happy to hear from you. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a Unity Minister. I'm an addictions counselor, and also I'm a person that has personal experience in the 12-step program. In my circle of love and friendship, there are many people with the disease of addiction, and 30 years ago, those relationships got me involved in my own personal recovery as a family member and as a friend. And so ever since then, my walk has been an integration of unity and recovery principles, and it sure keeps me growing and keeps me um, understanding more and more that I have a higher power in my life who I choose to call God that loves me a whole lot and that helps me to live a life um, that is the life of integrity that I always dreamed of. So I'm grateful to be able to uh, share these concepts with you and share the great guests that I have every week. So this week, our topic is a very timely one. It's about the holidays. The topic today is creating a calm, connected Christmas. And my guest really knows a lot about that. Her name is Nancy Little. She is a licensed professional counselor. She holds a Ph.D. in counseling. She is also a a very uh, dedicated Unity student and spiritual teacher in Unity. Uh, Dr. Little has almost completed her training for the licensed Unity teacher certification. She's just uh, rounding that out, and she'll just be finished with that with a few more, uh, one more experience. And also, she's going to be doing an internship at Unity of Hawaii Starting in January, she'll be there for five months, and that'll sure be exciting what she'll bring to them and what she'll learn um, in her spiritual growth process and her ability as a spiritual leader. So Nancy integrates psychology and spirituality. She has a very powerful approach to healing and transformation, and she is a healing presence, and I know you'll feel that and hear that uh, through her uh, presence today through the online radio program. You'll feel that from her. Nancy has served uh, many years as a faculty member at the University of North Texas in the counselor training program. And she also specializes in grief and loss issues and um, is very active in her ministry at Unity of Dallas and is a board member there and is an active teacher and participates in many ways. Nancy also has personal experience in the 12-step program. So Nancy, thank you for being with us today. You are welcome. It's a delight to be on. Well, I know that, uh, Nancy, that you, again, your specialty is grief and loss and that um, and at Unity of Dallas that you recently have done two things that are directly related to Christmas and to these the issues of enjoying the holidays. And one is that you uh, taught a class on uh, having a calm, cre- connected uh, Christmas, and also you held a service, a special remembrance service that's so important to have during the holidays for people that um, have had those that they want to remember that they have lost over the years, and uh, it's, it was really important, a real powerful service. So, so given all that uh, people 
you know, we all like excited about the holidays, but also we know that sometimes they come with a lot of emotional baggage for us. So, do you think it's possible for people to actually enjoy the holidays? Absolutely, yes. And it requires some intention setting. We all have choices about how we show up on a daily basis. And the holiday season carries a lot of enhanced, sometimes emotional memories for people. And a lot of expectations are created. You don't have to watch very many ads on the TV to see the image that gets portrayed. But for many people, it's a little bit different experience. It can be a little unsettling. And we know in the field of grief and loss counseling that people do have anniversary reactions. In my own experience, my dad made his transition on December 22nd and his funeral was on December 24th. So I know that I am aware of that situation that we went through, and I've chosen to focus on the beautiful aspects of that time that we were able to share together and the the fact that my entire family was able to be there um, during, during that memorial and service and to say goodbye. But um, as I said initially, it does require setting an attention. A number of years ago, Anna, a friend of mine gave me a card, a beautiful card, during uh, a time in my life when I was going through a lot of change surrounding my divorce. And it said a quote that goes like this, the real voyage of discovery Discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes. And I think one of the real benefits that people can create is the awareness that they're going to look through a different lens this holiday season, a more spiritual lens or the lens of recovery, the lens of peace, uh, the lens of serenity. And there are some specific strategies that I can share that will help them do that. But first of all, it's just being open to believing that, yes, they can create a calm and a peaceful holiday season. It may be a different experience than they've had in the past, and in many ways that is advantageous. But it can be meaningful and filled with love. Right. So even if, uh, like in your situation, which uh, is, um, as you said, that your dad made his transition, that he passed away right during the holidays and the services and so forth were right, right at that time, even in a situation like that where obviously, you know, you have a lot of memories uh, at the holidays um, along with just you know, people sort of that have more general experiences of holidays, that if you're willing to have a different attitude about it, you can you can have a different experience or that you can, as you said, focus on what was positive or focus on something that's more spiritual and, and so that you can have a holiday that's, that's happy for you. Right. So part of what I encourage people to do is to... Spend some time during their prayer time, their meditation time, 
to identify what they want to create, what elements they want to create. Maybe it's a, a shift in the busyness. Maybe it's inviting more people into their home that are very close. Maybe it's getting out and giving more freely, doing more service work in the community. Maybe it's just solitude. Uh, so knowing what is going to work for you, a balance of activities, but setting some realistic expectations, and then communicating that with the people that are the very most close to you is, is an important starting place. Sometimes there may be some negotiation or trade-offs involved in, but getting really clear on what's going to nurture and replenish your individual soul and it's going to allow your Christ light to shine forth. And uh, just making a, a decision about that, setting that intention, and maybe sharing that, like I said, with someone close. And also, I like to uh, encourage people to call silent unity or to pray with somebody about that and or talk to their sponsor and get some support in those venues so that there's a safety net and there's a, an awareness on everybody's part of what's going to happen. So yes, getting out of isolation is one important component of having a holiday that you can that's really meaningful and enjoyable to you, it sounds like. Absolutely. Uh, and, it, you know, and it can involve a balance of quiet time and connection with the people that are the most meaningful uh, and or service work. I know a number of people volunteer more to work in shelters or get into the, the giving. But to, to know that you're engaged is important. Isolation is always a risk factor for people, whether they're in recovery or, you know, or they're just you know, walking the path of life, making sure that you have people that you can connect with and spend some time with. And it's not just being with somebody, it's being able to communicate what's really important to you. It's, it's possible to be in a room with a lot of people at a social event and still feel really isolated and alone. So it's making those choices where you have opportunities to make those heart connections that really allow you to feel that Christmas spirit, that joy of connecting. So not just getting out there necessarily and just being busy for the sake of busy. I mean, that can be, as you've really already mentioned, a two-edged sword, but, but finding some ways to connect so that you feel like you're actually present as authentic in some way that you're getting some sense that you're being related to. Yes, definitely. Because we want, we want to feel appreciated, we want to feel heard and listened to, and that, you know, it's part of that being in the flow of giving and receiving. You know, we can do that for others, and we can allow others to do that for, our, for us as well. You know, part of the problem I see for some people, their challenge is 
is they're reluctant sometimes to really share uh, what's going on with them authentically and honestly. They might want to put on a good show like everything's really okay, and yet they're feeling unsupported and still a little bit isolated. So find people that are that are safe. Obviously, you need to be very realistic about that and a little um, discerning, but to pick people that are safe to share and where you really do feel that heart connection. So a lot of what I encourage people to look at is balance, to make sure that they have time every day to ideally get outside, to have some connection with nature, to get a little exercise. And there's never a more difficult time to eat healthy and get exercise, it seems, for people than over the holidays. The tendency is to overeat, under-exercise, and sometimes that puts us into you know, some of those addictive patterns that are rooted in our pathway of coping with stress. And just to be really mindful, again, about setting those boundaries, uh, you know, when People go to relatives' homes, for example. They may not have been around them for some time, and they haven't really seen and observed their their new behaviors, their new attitudes, their new healthy coping strategies in their recovery program. And so it's important to maybe even do a little paving the path before you arrive in those family settings and let them know to, what to expect from you. You know, you're going to be eating differently. You're going to be engaging in conversations differently. And, you know, you're going to need some quiet time. But, again, setting those expectations. Because for a lot of us, going back into our family of origin is um, the biggest challenge in really walking the recovery program. It can bring up some of those unresolved issues or conflicts from the past and can precipitate some pretty uncomfortable feelings. Yes, yeah, sometimes that, that is the challenge uh, for anybody, but uh, and especially I think for people in recovery, it's like going back into an old setting where maybe people have certain expectations of you uh, one way or the other, and, and you're trying to say, look, this is who I am today, and it it can both trigger you as well as the other people and kind of keep you, thrown, throw you back into the past. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've given us some really uh, good ideas, Nancy, for ways that we can, can navigate that and begin to set some, some different expectations for ourselves um, and for other people. We're getting ready uh, right now. We're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll hear some more about how that can work for us and how we can create that calm, connected Christmas. So listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. 
He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way shower, a mythical hero. In his cutting-edge new book, Jesus 2.1, an upgrade for the 21st century, Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus. The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail, all-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll. Jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today, just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents. Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org. Is your life on hold? Do you feel stuck? Are you a success story to everybody but yourself? Are you tired of getting ready to get ready? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then tune in every Wednesday to Design Your Life with Reverend Kevin Ross and friends. Get ready to answer your life's highest calling. Reclaim your life with Reverend Kevin and friends and explore distinctions for becoming a person of purpose, power, passion, peace, and prosperity. Call in with your questions and comments for real-time coaching and conversation committed to inspiring and empowering you to design and live the life of your dreams. That's Design Your Life with Reverend Kevin Ross and Friends every Wednesday right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. If you'd like to share your questions, comments, and experience with today's topics, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery@unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're very glad that you're with us today. And if you're just joining us, our topic is Creating a Calm, Connected Christmas. And my guest is Dr. Nancy Little. Nancy is an experienced counselor. She's a licensed professional counselor. She holds a Ph.D. in counseling. And she's also uh, almost complete with her licensed Unity teacher credential. Nancy uh, is a person who integrates psychology and spirituality and a very powerful approach to healing and transformation. She uh, has many years of experience in counselor training and in counseling and also in teaching from the spiritual perspective. And Nancy's specialty is grief and loss issues, and she's got um, lots of ex- professional experience with that. Nancy also has personal experience in the 12-step program. So she's sharing with us how we can create that calm and connected Christmas and enjoy the holidays and have them be meaningful uh, for us. So before Nancy and I start talking again, I invite you to join me for just a moment for the Serenity Minute. 
just a brief experience of relaxing and opening up to that presence of our higher power that lives in the very midst of us. So I invite you to relax, to feel that peace as it moves throughout your body, allowing yourself to breathe and allow your mind to find that natural place of stillness and share with me this constructive idea. I breathe, I relax, I let the love of the holiday season fill me with peace. I breathe, I relax, I let the love of the holiday season fill me with peace. Thank you, friends, for joining me in the Serenity Minute. And I trust that you did find some serenity in that. And now we're back with my guest, Dr. Nancy Little. We're talking about creating a calm, connected Christmas. And so before the break, uh, Nancy was giving us some great ideas about how to, some specific things that we can do to practice creating that calmness. And if you've got a question or a comment, if you'd like to ask her a specific thing, you can uh, send us an email at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm, and I'll get that right here. Or you can call us at 888-558-6489, and she'll be happy to address your specific question or comment. So we'd be happy to hear from you, and now's a good time to do that. So you were giving us, again, Nancy, some specific ideas for being calm and connected during the holidays. What would be some things that uh, a person should watch for during the holidays in terms of if, if your stress level is getting a little too high? or You know, sometimes people are really concerned about relapsing, and that could be a chemical mm-hmm. use relapse or it could be a behavior, you know, behavioral use relapse. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, what are some things people we should be aware of to know? Oh, time to back up. Well, just... Creating an opportunity for awareness, at checking in with oneself. I love what we just did after the break, the serenity minute. And I think that is a great tool that people can benefit from using throughout various portions of their day, uh, particularly as those higher stress, situations and encounters are occurring, but being aware of reactions that are out of proportion to what's really going on. Um, You know, an example that I used recently, it it happened a number of years ago, but uh, I was in a department store and there was an exchange with the sales clerk. It was about a return. And I found myself in tears because there were roadblocks and obstacles, and I realized immediately, you know, this is not about this return. This is about something else that's going on inside of me. And I got away and took some time to really understand the reactions and the feelings that were coming up for me about whatever was going on in my life. And I think, you know, we need to take those little timeouts for ourselves uh, where we can go to the restroom even 
one of the tools that I encourage people to utilize is if they find themselves starting to react or overreact or get into some of those familiar, unhealthy family dynamics, to go to the restroom and just take a moment to pray, take a moment to breathe, take a moment to wash their hands and just to bless and and release whatever's going on uh, and to create that serenity so that they can re-engage. If you're with somebody else, if you have your spouse or a a family member with you, you might even want to cue them, for example, if you're going back to uh, uh, your parents or your family, extended family, that you're going to have a timeout signal where you need to go outside or it's time for a walk, you know, it's time for something to to just be aware of uh, those reactions that are a little risky to to allow to escalate. I also, you know, want to encourage everybody just to be aware of silent unity. They're always available for prayer 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And so if you find yourself, uh, again, feeling quite out of sorts and acting either with sadness or with pain or with anger or whatever, and you know that it's uh, out of proportion to what's really going on or it's a reaction to being back in an unhealthy environment, call, find a way to, to excuse yourself and to call and get prayer support from uh, Silent Unity, 1-800-NOW-PRAY. Once I learned that that acronym, I never forgot it, and I know that that's a tool that I can draw on and connect with a real person for prayer support at any moment. So we'll say that again, 1-800-NOW-PRAY, N-O-W-P-R-A-Y. Yeah, thank you. That is a powerful powerful tool. You know, one thing, Nancy, that I'm, I'm noticing as you're talking with us is that uh, you haven't said one single thing about how to get our family members to be different. I'm noticing that everything <laughs> you're talking about is uh, about us doing something different. And I know for me anyway, it, it used to be the greatest fantasy in the world was how somehow every it's all going to be like the Waltons or whatever. It's all going to be different. They're, they are going to have changed. So could you talk to us about that? Well, that's a great fantasy, Anna. And that's exactly (laughs) what it is, is a dream that is not likely to come true. I mean, I don't want to ever say that prayer doesn't work in amazing ways sometimes, but the focus always has to be on, on oneself. And I even have a way that I can visualize that for myself is that I know that if in my head I'm having these reactions and I'm thinking, oh, he's putting me down or he's talking condescendingly or he's asking too much of me and all of that, and if I notice that all my sentences are starting with he or she or they are doing something, that I need to take my focus and turn it around on myself. That spotlight, I almost visualize this in my imagination 
that I'm turning the spotlight or the flashlight around and I'm putting it on me. And I'm saying, okay, Nancy, what's going on with you in this moment? What are you needing? You know, what are you wanting? What, what feelings are coming up? It's okay to have the feelings and to find a way to process those. And it's our work. It's our ongoing work. That's when, you know, we call for prayer. We call a sponsor. We uh, take a moment just to recenter ourselves. But that's the challenge in going back into family situations or situations where we're only there intermittently is that maybe we've had these tremendous spiritual uh, awakenings and we've grown and we've worked our program and we're really successful and we're feeling very empowered. But I know from personal experience that, you know, when I could walk in the door of my family home and be around a lot of my relatives for an hour or so, I could fall back into some pretty old behavior patterns and and some of that really crazy thinking. And so um, it's important to have a, a strategy for how you're going to deal with that and have it planned out in advance because it's not really unexpected that even though we've changed that other people are going to you know, we may have more patience and more tolerance in some ways, but some of those, because a family is a system and some of those ways of relating are pretty uh, practiced. So we have to be the ones to take the responsibility. Mm-hmm. One, of the, one of the other things that I wanted to mention is... Uh, that I've used a practice similar to um, a burning bowl before I've gone back into those family situations. And it's been really effective, especially um, I remember one time before when I knew that my dad was terminally ill and my daughter and I were going back to, to be with he and my other family members. And we wrote down on a piece of paper any unforgiveness, any thoughts, any feelings, any grudges, any tension that could distract us from being fully present and open and loving to him wherever he was. And we did our little burning bowl with that. And then we took it a step further and we created affirmations and intentions that we set for peace, for joy, for love, for harmony. And we burned those also in the sense that we were igniting those. We were bringing those to life. We were lighting up our hearts and our Christ nature with those, those powerful intentions so that we could be present. And I think, you know, one of the most important gifts that we can give ourselves during the holidays and truly any day is the gift of forgiveness. Because 
that allows us to be more fully present. And that's not just for the people that we're in relationship with, but it's most importantly got to start with ourselves, forgiving ourselves for those times where we showed up in ways that um, you know, now when we look back on it, we think, you know, maybe I, maybe I hurt somebody. And so to make sure that we're engaging in the practice of forgiveness. That, those are great ideas. They're, they're really practical, and uh, I can tell that they made a big difference for you mm-hmm. and your daughter when you were with your dad. Mm-hmm. How, how do you think it would have been different if you hadn't done that, again, knowing that he was in a, a difficult situation and maybe you weren't going to probably see him again alive? Or mm-hmm. How do you think it made it different? Well, I think for one thing, it was a very a very powerful bonding experience between my daughter and me, and I, it really connected me to the Christ presence within me and the ways that I wanted uh, to bring forth the love that I really felt in my heart for my dad and the connection that we had. And it also helped dissipate some fear um, my dad was the closest person when he when he made his transition in 2004. He was the closest person to me that had ever passed on, and so I had some anxiety and fear about about how I would be able to be physically and emotionally present. And it just seemed like you know through the and and I also called silent unity. Uh, you know, through the prayer support that I received and through that experience, it was as if nothing else was interfering. It was as if I was in this this bubble of prayer and light and love, and amazing things happened as a result of that. And and I haven't mentioned gratitude yet. Um, I know that. For some people that are that are struggling for whatever reasons with the life changes or the life circumstances that they're experiencing in the moment, uh, a daily practice of gratitude may seem like a real difficult activity to engage in, but I am absolutely convinced that it's one of the most life-changing activities that I do participate in and on a daily basis focus on those areas in my life for which I am grateful and to find something in every day to uh, reflect on and, and give thanks for at least. You know, it's part of my prayer time the last thing before I go to bed and the first thing when I wake up. But I think, um, you know, during high-stress times, you know, I think it's a great practice to even, you know, use all the technology that we have, our smartphones and all of our alarms to have. We're going to have to go to break right now, but hold that thought. Okay. uh, We'll be right back and stay with us. 
Whoa! Another Christmas means another holiday sweater. What will it be this year? Oh no, more reindeer. Maybe something in plaid. This season, why not give a more inspiring gift? Right now, when you purchase a one-year subscription to Unity Magazine for yourself or a friend, you'll receive a second subscription free. That's two subscriptions for less than twenty dollars. Visit UnityMagazine.org to order. It's a gift from your heart to their spirit. Unity Magazine offers thought-provoking interviews, practical spiritual discussion and advice, with wonderful tools for abundant living. These gifts last a lifetime, way longer than that sweater. Hurry! Good on U.S. addresses only. Order online anytime, like right now. At UnityMagazine.org. Music Speaks Louder Than Words is an inspiring, informative, and fun hour of uplifting, heartfelt music and commentary that delivers a powerful message of love, joy, and oneness. It will keep you smiling and singing along. Your host, Dale Worley, is alive with the Spirit of God each Thursday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern with Music Speaks Louder Than Words. Music, it's the only thing that the whole world listens to. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, PhD. If you have a question, comment, or experience with today's topic you'd like to share, call us now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unity.fm. We now return to Spirit of Recovery. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. We're very glad that you're with us today. And if you're joining us uh, right now, our topic is Creating a Calm, Connected Christmas. And my guest is Dr. Nancy Little. Nancy is a licensed professional counselor. She holds a Ph.D. in counseling. She has uh, studied and does study the Unity Teachings very committedly and is almost complete with her licensed Unity Teacher certification. Nancy's specialty in the counseling area is grief and loss, and she does a wonderful job of, of integrating the spiritual and the psychological. Nancy also has personal experience in the 12-step program, and she is sharing with us some very uh, great ideas, excellent ideas about how to create that calm, connected Christmas, how to reduce our stress, and how to have a really joyful time and connect to those people that we love. So, Nancy, before the break, you were telling us about some good ideas about gratitude and encouraging us to use our technology to stay grateful. So how do we do that? Well, one way is some people just set a timer, and they have their uh, alarm go off maybe every hour in difficult times or less frequently, but just so that they have a like your serenity moment or a gratitude moment, just to take a a moment for prayer and, and just to recenter and to bring to mind something for which one is grateful and it's so powerful a practice when it becomes well integrated within your day. Um 
one of the ideas that I wanted to mention also that kind of relates to this is you had asked me earlier about my my class and my remembrance service that I just did this week. And one of the ideas that I came up with, I was searching for music uh, to play during the remembrance service. And it was amazing to me how easy it was to find such uplifting music in the form of YouTube videos. And I, Karen Drucker is one of my favorite uh, singers, and Josh Groban, and um, Michael God, and I was going just from one to the other listening to some of these YouTube videos, and I thought, you know, if I'm having a stressful moment in the kitchen or whatever, I'm going to come in here and I'm just going to listen or watch a YouTube video or just have, you know, music. Music is very um, powerful for me in terms of lifting my spirit or connecting me with that spiritual nature. So I just, you know, as a, a way of creating that calmness, I think people are just going to have to really uh, spend some time in prayer asking and seeking, you know, those divine ideas that allow them to take care of themselves well during whatever is going to occur during the next several weeks. For some people, it's going to be action-packed, and for some people, it's going to be less busy, but whatever is going to create meaning for them. So music, you know, art, theater, you know, I'm also a huge college basketball fan, so I'm going to be watching some basketball games too. Whatever it, you know, whatever it takes is, is really important because what we're trying to do is to kind of use this holiday season to create light and, you know, to bring forth more of the divine light that each and every one of us carries inside of us. And so, it's important that we take care of ourselves and nurture ourselves well. I know that everybody has heard that worn-out kind of metaphor about that when you're on the airline, the flight attendants tell you that you have to put the oxygen mask on your, your own face first before you can assist another passenger. And we really do have to stay cognizant of that during the holidays because for those of us with families uh, and jobs, a lot of times we're overdoing, we're overextended. And so staying mindful of what I need for self-nurturing and self-care and providing that is essential so that I do come across and allow my divine light to shine. So I- being that uh, taking care of yourself really creates the, the, as you said, that light shining and the opportunity to f- to feel happy and to be mm-hmm. con- connected to those people. So that being with them isn't a chore, but it's really you really you did enjoy it, and something happened, something good happened. Yeah, and and sometimes it requires making some shifts. You know, when we had Thanksgiving at my house, uh, everybody that was here participated in cooking and cleaning up, you know, my daughter's boyfriend, my son's girlfriend, 
my husband, we all participated, and it makes such a, a difference in terms of the ways that we were able to interact, the way the things that we learned about each other, the joy that we shared, the memories that we created, uh, and it wasn't so much work for me or any any one person. It was a, a cooperative, contributed effort, and that really. Uh, was memorable. So it's like changing the, the the way you do things can sometimes achieve that joy and that love that maybe we've all been trying to achieve by trying to make everything perfect. And maybe yeah. the waiver didn't work, but this works. It, it so. can work. I mean, I used to be the one that stayed up late and stayed up all hours of the night and wore myself out and and just exactly like you said trying to make everything perfect, which, of course, is impossible. Um, But just a a better approach for me now is to make it joyful and to make it peaceful and to have opportunities for for interaction and and sharing and, and realizing that, you know, the people, including myself, that that's more important than the things or the franticness that is often associated with the time. Mm-hmm. What other specific uh, kinds of things have you done that are healing or that are just fun that you do during the holidays that build that feeling of love and peace with those you care about? Well, a number of years ago, uh, we, my, my children and I started a tradition uh, of going ice skating on Christmas Eve. And I, I didn't learn to ice skate until I was in my 30s, really. Um, and so I'm quite proud of the fact that I learned to ice skate. And so just something that, again, got me out of the house and the doing and the shopping and just into really being with my family, and uh, I fully intend to, to do that this year. The, um, the ways that we create joy uh, are so important, and, you know, it can seem really silly to other people, but it, it has so much meaning. If it has meaning for you, then it's, it's something worthwhile. Um, but again, I think it's important. I encourage people to, you know, to, to talk with their immediate family members and try to discern what are what are the really important um, ways that we're going to spend time together. And it, just because you've already always done it one way, it may mean that it's a, a wonderful time for a change because maybe it, maybe it's not even meeting people's needs anymore. We're all growing. We're evolving. We're growing spiritually. We're growing in our recovery program. And so when we can create um, new ways of relating and being present to each other, then that's really a gift for everybody involved. So that being present in the moment and being creative about how we're going to be together or how we're going to celebrate the holidays 
uh, makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for the first time ever this year, we, my, my family and I are going to a play, and they're offering it on Sunday, which I don't know, maybe they haven't done that, but we love live theater, and so we're all going to a play on Christmas Day, which is a first. It's going to involve restructuring some other things, but I think it'll be a lot of fun. So I, I think just being open, being open to exploring and creating and knowing that there's not a right way and a wrong way, that we have choices and we have freedom and we can create whatever kind of experience that makes sense with where we are in our lives at this point. And getting out from under the restrictiveness. You know, there's an old eagle song that I love, and there's a line in it that says, how oftentimes it happens that we live our lives in chains and we never even know we have the key. And that's just such a powerful phrase for me and just recognizing that there's no rules about how Christmas is going to be done or New Year's or any other day that we're creators of our own lives and our own experience. And we are in, we live in community oftentimes with other people and our spiritual communities and our, our families, uh, our neighborhoods, but we can, we can create an experience that brings peace, love, joy and harmony to ourselves and for other people. And when we allow our lights to shine and really give birth to more of that divine nature, then that's really what the celebration is about and the, the Christmas story metaphysically, that's what it means to me. So my wish is you know, for you and all your listeners that they're able to really have an experience this year that surpasses all others, not in terms of, you know, the, the gifts they give or get that are the tangible, physical, but that what they get and give spiritually, because that's what really makes life meaningful and, and filled with love and joy. Nancy, thank you so much. This has been a joy to talk with you. I, I really appreciate your healing presence and your very practical, practical ways of living your life and, and your creativity. Thank you so much. You have blessed you us. You're so truly. welcome. Many blessings, Anna. Thank you. You too. So, friends, join us next week. We're going to have as my guest, Reverend Pat Williamson. He's a unity minister that's deeply committed to living and teaching spiritual principles. He's got 25 years of personal recovery, and he is going to share with us about finding the spirit of Christmas in the Christmas story. He's going to tell us how it's a recovery story. So you may not have thought about that, but be with us next week, and we'll hear how the Christmas story is all about recovery. God bless you. You're in my thoughts and prayers. Thank you for tuning in to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific for down-to-earth ideas on keeping spirituality in the heart of your recovery. Spirit of Recovery, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry in Olympia, Washington. 
committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at www.soulmatters-spiritworks.org. is the secret to happiness. Why do bad things happen to good people? What is our purpose in life? What must I do to bring healing into my life? Join Reverend Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday for a metaphysical romp. Explore fundamental unity principles put into action through real-life scenarios from people like you. Call in with your questions and spiritual challenges and let Paul take you on a journey of profound personal understanding and transformation. That's Metaphysical Romp with Reverend Paul Hasselbeck every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Things may happen around you, things may happen to you, but the only things that really count are the things that happen in you. This meditative moment from Reverend Eric Butterworth is brought to you by Unity. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. (laughs) 